Do all the good you can while you're here. Think about that. Do all the good you can and do it while you're here. All right, you can pull me down just a little bit and take a little tremble out of that. That's my son-in-law up there working the sound. Thank you, Matt. I'm in Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus in the second chapter, and I'm going to add two more verses to the original scripture. Yeah, I like, I'm going all out. <laughs> I'm going to start with verse 8 if you have your text with you. For it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are all God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. This is the word of God for the people of God. Have you ever thought about what the word purpose means? Think about that. What's, what, I mean, the actual word purpose, the reason for which something is done. Isn't that something? That's the purpose, is the reason for which something is done. Now, if you want to drive a car, you have to go get a what? Driver's license, that's right. Now, the purpose is not to get the driver's license. The purpose is to do what? Drive the car. But you got to go get a driver's license in order to drive the car. Are you with me? The more you talk to me, the quicker we get out. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to go outside the country and enjoy the festivities thereof, you've got to have a what? Passport. Oh, man, y'all are just alert. But the purpose is not to get a, tra a passport. The passport allows you to achieve the purpose of doing what? How many of y'all have been to a soccer game and been out on the, how you like this, watch this, and been out on the pitch? You like that? I didn't even know, David, because I didn't even know that's what it was called, the pitch. I was on the pitch Thursday night up there in Monroe County Recreational Department with, uh, with all four of my grandchildren, and we were on the pitch. And I was loving being on the pitch because I had Lachlan in my lap, in my chair, sitting right next to the pitch. Are you with me? And I was watching the game, and it was like watching... The Keystone Cops. <laughs> I mean, both Levi and Luke were playing. Luke was the goalie, and Levi, I don't know what the position was, but he was just out there. I don't think any of them really knew what position they were playing. They were just out there because the purpose of the game is to do what? Now, that's what you think, but that wasn't their purpose. <laughs> their, their purpose was to what? Have fun. And, and at halftime... The coaches gathered up their team and talked to them and gave them a pep talk. Get out there, guys. You can do it. And so now the opposing coach, along with his goalie, is like 10 feet from me because I'm right there on the pitch. Are you with me? I like that word, pitch, on the pitch. And so as I'm sitting there, he gathered 
he gathered his players up and he said, Hey, guys, do you know which way the ball goes? <laughs> and they were all just looking at him like, No. <laughs> he said, It goes that way. It, and he was very emphatic. It goes that way. And, and I looked at him, I said, hey, coach, I said, you gave me a great illustration from my sermon Sunday. <laughs> he said, how's that? I said, because the purpose for you may be to take the ball that way, but the purpose is for these kids to have fun. What's your purpose today? Our purpose is to serve the church. And not only serve the church, but you know what? We're supposed to have fun while we're doing it too. You know, some people are just miserable serving the church. I mean, they're almost like Eeyore. Well, I guess we got to go to church. You know, some people really don't want to go to church. Did you know that? I remember there was a time in my life I didn't want to go to church. I mean, I like church, but I wanted to sleep. I, I love to sleep better than to go to church. And my mama's here this morning, so I have to be very careful, and my sister, and my Aunt Eugenia's here as well. But she would say, okay, boys, my older brother, if you don't want to go to church, that's fine, but just know this, you're not having lunch today. <laughs> now, ain't that something? <laughs> my purpose wasn't to go to church. My purpose was to have lunch, so I wound up going to church so that I could achieve my purpose of having lunch. Are you with me, people? But the purpose ought to be in the church. What's your purpose today? What drives you? What gives you that nudge? Why are you even here this morning? What difference does it make that you're here? There's a fellow by the name of Tychicus. Now, I don't know if you know who Tychicus was, but Tychicus was a young man, and he grew up in a little town called Ephesus there in Macedonia. And it just so happened that when Paul made his missionary journey the first time and established a church in Ephesus, guess who was there? Everybody say it, Tychicus. Tychicus. That's a hard name to say, isn't it? Tychicus. You got to kind of say it fast. Kind of roll. Tychicus. Tychicus. You know, like, da-da-da-da-da. Tychicus. And old Tychicus was there, and Tychicus had a big time in church because he learned so much from Paul. And we find out that when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul was in Rome. And not only was he in Rome, but guess where he was? We, we, our siblings, we call each other Roman, I mean numbers. So when I say Becky, I'm, I say three. He was in prison, three. And that's not a good place to be. And being in prison, today the government takes care of you. You get three meals and a cot. Except for weekends. Thank you. But back then you didn't. And the only way you could eat or have clothes or have support was for your family to come to you and bring you these things. And guess who did that? Tychicus. He traveled all the way from Ephesus to Rome along with other members of the church and the other churches in that area 
just to go and help Paul. That was his purpose. So he thought. But God had a different purpose for him, didn't he? Because even though it was a good thing to bring all these needed items to Paul, the real purpose was for Paul to write this letter and to put it back into the hands of the people at the church. Oh, Tychicus. Isn't that something? And today, we have our own version of Tychicus. Do you know who that is? It's one of our pastors, Reverend Mark Magoni. You see, God put on his heart, his purpose was to get on an airplane and to fly thousands of miles across the world on the other side of the world to help Christians in Iraq, Afghanistan, Jordan, and the refugees that are there. And you're thinking, well, what good is he going to do? Did you think that? Why, and why are we sending him over there? What difference does it make for our church to send him over there when he could be doing something like that right here? Think about that, right? The Bible says to go to, did it say just go right here in Martha Bowman land? No. Did it say you can only go in the state of Georgia? Did it say that? No. Or United States, what did it say? Go into all the world. Go into all the world. And it makes me proud that we have a pastor whose heart is so good. He's not perfect, people, but he's a good man. That we have a pastor who got on an airplane. You want to get on an airplane and fly out there? I don't. I mean, I really don't. If God called me, I'd go kicking and screaming. I'd go, okay, Lord, you know, I, might, I don't know if I'd wind up in, in Nineveh or Tarshish or where. I might get swallowed by a whale, but uh, are you with me? But, but, but I'd go. But Mark went, and he's there, and he's representing all of us. He's making a difference because he's doing all the good he can right there in all the places he can. Oh, my gosh, who said that? I think John Wesley did. Do all the good you can in all the places you can and all the ways you can with all the zeal you can as long as you ever can. Do something good, people. Are you doing something good today? Do you think that you've done good just by being here at church and showing up? Whew, I've done a good job. Cam, done a good job. I'm here. Come on, Kyle, Smokey, I'm here. Cuz, Daniel, hey, I'm here, All right, but are we doing good? What good thing have you done this week? What's something good that God, the Holy Spirit, has put on your heart to make a difference in the life of his church? We come here today because we love Jesus. We come here today because we've all confessed with our lips and we believe in our heart and that we are saved. But the main purpose once we are saved is to allow the Holy Spirit, the pneuma, the Ruach of God, to come into our hearts and cause us to come on fire. That's called sanctification. Wow, that's a good Methodist sermon, isn't it? Repentance, justification, sanctification, on the road to perfection. Now, my wife thinks I think I'm perfect. And my mama does. <laughs> 
don't you, Mama? <laughs> yeah, amen. A little bit louder, Mama. <laughs> Are you doing what God has called you to do? Because God's calling you. You know, I think about when we renovated the sanctuary downstairs. And, and Bill, I don't know if you were one of the men or you knew the men, and it may have been some ladies, who took out all of those pews, and they hand-sanded. Did you do that too, Bill? Hand-sanded every one of those pews. Do you think they did that because they just love working with wood? You know, let's go find us a church. Let's find us some pews. Let's just find us some wood that we can sand on, make it look nice. <laughs> were you doing that, Bill? No. You were doing it because you loved the church. You loved the Lord. And you allowed the Holy Spirit to put that gentle nudge in your heart to finish those pews. And they're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for the good work that you and these men did. I, I, I think about the twirls sitting back there on the back row. I know you think, what is a twirl? Terrific women involved in real-life situations. And they are. And it is real life. Amen, ladies? <laughs> I think about the countless meals that they have cooked, the showers that they have done, the bereavement meals. You just name it. They've done it. I think about Barbara King. Any of y'all remember Barbara King? Do you know that probably over half of the prayer shawls down in the, in the prayer room were made by Barbara King, Liz? Did you know that? And I don't know how many of you, I've been a recipient of one of those shawls, and I've passed them on. Amen. Anybody else? When you think about how many of those shawls she made, and she did it, not because she thought, oh, i got to get this thing done because I need to make another one. I need to make another one. She wasn't obsessed about making them. She did it because she loved Jesus. And that was the purpose that God put into her heart to do all the good she could do. And she said, I can do it here. I can do it by making these prayer shawls. What are you doing for the kingdom, people? Do you think that just by being good is going to get you into church or to heaven? No! What's going to get you into heaven is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop there. Because of the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, we are compelled to come and worship Him. And when we come into this place, we are fed by His Word. And when we are fed by his word, it causes us to go and to do good things in the world. Now, I want to show a short video here, which in no way is what we're supposed to do. But this guy thinks this is what it means to go to church. It's not like I never go, right? And you go all the time. And, and according to this married thing, we are one. Okay. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a big thing. I was just thinking about you and your father and, you know, why you got so angry about it. Because it's none of his business. Why don't you go to church? I don't know. I, it's because of the kneeling, really. It's just, you know I have bad knees. You know, God can hear you. 
Let me finish. <laughs> All right? That's not the only reason. That's one of them. All right, listen. When I go, when I go there, I should be thinking about God, right? Then I'm thinking about some column I'm working on. Uh, what's up with this guy's scalp? Oh, oh, that lady sneezed. I'm not shaking her hand. I'm not focused. I, I feel like I'm just going through the motions, and that's, that's not respectful, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you shouldn't go if you're just going through the motions. What are you doing? What? I'm agreeing with you. No, you're, you're trying to make me feel guilty. No, I'm not. You're just like my mother. Why do you have to insult me? <laughs> We're talking. And besides, you're the one that had to eat a whole pint of ice cream. If you're feeling guilty, it's not because of me. Let me tell you something. I practice being a good person every day, okay? I'm a decent fellow. I, I do good things. I, I, I always leave a big tip. If a, if a squirrel runs in front of the car, do I not swerve? <laughs> I, I'm considerate of people's feelings. Remember the plumber who came over with the big eye? I treated him like a completely normal person. <laughs> okay, so, so, so why do I have to go to church every Sunday to prove my goodness? I'm living it. Well, you know, since you are so good during the week, maybe on Sundays, we should have everybody come over here and sit around you. Are you living your purpose today? What difference does it make? It makes a huge difference. I was leaving the hospital several years ago and were visiting people there at the medical center. Navicent now. No, I'm sorry. Atrium. Wow. And I applaud the healthcare workers and what they're doing. Thank you. I was leaving the hospital a couple of years ago, and when I finished visiting the people that I went to see, I pulled up there at the red light at college, and I think it's New Street maybe, I'm not real sure. Popular, I think. Libraries on the left, post office, and there's a park bench right here. And it has started to rain, and I noticed out of the corner of my eye there was a lady there who I recognized, Miss Mary. She was one of our homeless population here in Macon. And she had her golf, golf cart, her, she had her grocery cart full of her personal belongings. And she had a black plastic bag that covered everything, mostly. And it was raining and she was getting wet. And I observed all this just from the time that the light took to go from red to green. And as I sat there and thought about it, I said, you know, somebody ought to give her an umbrella. I, I had two umbrellas in the back of the truck, but the light's green. Are you with me? And I got to get home because Kim's, you know, she has prepared me a wonderful meal. It was date night, Thursday night, date night. 
And I was excited about going home, and, and, and I just forgot about her. Isn't that something? Because my purpose at that time was to get home <laughs> and to eat around food. Isn't that something? Food. And as I drove by the post office, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Now, I don't know how the Holy Spirit speaks to you, how God speaks to you, but you know it. It's right there in your heart. And the Holy Spirit sounds a whole lot like my mama. <laughs> Young man, you turn this truck around right now, and you get back up there, and you give one of those umbrellas to that lady. And I'm arguing with God. Have you ever argued with God? What do we say? I don't have time. Why do we say that? Well, if I just have, God, if I just had a little more time, I could do this for you. God is the one in control of time. He gives us all the time we need. It's up to us to utilize our time wisely and to do good things with our time because we are Christians. So I turned the truck around. And I'm not happy about turning the truck around because now I'm late, Liz. Are you with me? I'm late. And so now I'm late getting home and I'm turning around and I'm driving back up there and I'm thinking, well, she's probably already gone somewhere. So as I pulled up, there she was sitting right there on that bench and now it is really raining, people. I mean, it's coming down now. And I stopped at the stoplight and right when I stopped and got out, guess what happened? It turned green. I opened up the back door of my truck, grabbed an umbrella, and when I turned around, the guy honked the horn behind me. He honked at me. And I just did like this. And he gave me a greeting <laughs> with one of his fingers that I won't use today. It was not a nice greeting. I wanted to walk over there and let him be my purpose for this afternoon. <laughs> but I chose not to, but I chose to stay on the path that God had me on. And so I walked over and I said, hey, Miss Mary. She said, hey, sugar. She didn't know who I, I mean, she knew I was, but she didn't remember my name. I said, you getting wet. She said, I sure am. I said, well, here. And I popped open that big golf umbrella and I handed it to her, and she just smiled. She said, you're a good boy. Mm. You're a good boy. Isn't that something? I said, no, ma'am, not really. I said, uh, the first time, I should have given you an umbrella. I said, but God spoke to me and told me to come back and give you this umbrella. She said, you're still a good boy. It was, it made me feel good. When I went back and got back in the truck, Kyle, guess what? The guy who was using, uh, he's using a different finger now to, to, to show me. He was doing this. That's right. It was a couple of days later that a gentleman who lives here in this community, his name is Andy Nations. Andy came over. I was at the children's home then, and he knocked on the door. He came in. He had a box underneath his arm. I said, Andy, what you got there? He said, well... He said, uh, you showed me something the other day. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I watched you give that umbrella to the homeless lady. I said, did you shoot me a... 
a friendly greeting? <laughs> a non-friendly greeting? He said, no. He said, I was behind the guy who did that. He said, you know, Rick, he said, I, I'm not the one to stop and to get out and hand the umbrella to. You know, God just, God didn't put that on my heart. But what he did put on my heart, he said, I'm the one that's going to buy all your umbrellas from now on. And whenever you need an umbrella, you call me and I'll bring you more. What are you doing good for the kingdom? What will you do good for the kingdom this afternoon? And better yet, don't let the world rob you of your joy in doing your good work. Amen? Amen, baby. So when God puts it on your heart, thank you. When God puts it on your heart, we are to respond. We are to take off our watches and surrender to do the good, good, good work of our Heavenly Father. As the band comes forward, I invite you to make an altar right where you are. Or if you want to come up, you can do that as well. But if you want to just stay right where you are as the band plays, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you this morning. And the Holy Spirit will to do the good things on behalf of the church while you're here. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.